Welcome to the medicine cabinet. Yeah. Episode 20. Father's Day Tings. That's right. Yeah, the reason why we're doing these Father's Day Tings episodes is because Father's Day is coming up. Quite simple. No, but also because I, yeah, I, I wanted to have kids one day. And I'm just talking to fathers who are artists who are out here doing it for real. Saying uh, one thing I was interested about this next guest, Optics, a uh, buddy of mine, saying superstar, sound engineer, and say hip-hop producer. But he's not just hip-hop, he does it all. But, uh, but yeah, the uh, thing I was interested about him is uh, he has uh, two baby mamas, you know, and uh, he has a kid sent out of state, and then he has two with them, you know, and just the trials and tribulations with that type of things, you know. But he, he seems like he makes it work very nicely. Everybody's getting along. Everybody seems to be happy, you know, which is a blessing, you know. Uh, but check out the episode. Tell me what you think, you know. Follow us on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud at the Medicine Cabinet Podcast. You can find us on IG at the MedCab Pod. And we're also on Facebook. Enjoy the episode. Let me know what you do. Smash that subscribe button. Here we go. Father's Day teams. Saying episode number two. Today for the host, you got me, of course. Chris, bass player, player. However you want to call him. Saying we got Lindsay. Just Lins. We got my homeboy saying the guest host that we have today is my homie from uh, high school. When did you, you, know, you come in? Came in in 1998. I was a sophomore. Oh, you had to get years. You <laughs> 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 had to get years. <laughs> well, we, yeah, yeah, we were friends since then. 98. <laughs> yeah, my homeboy, he was the first one out of the whole crew to have a kid, you know. So uh, I thought I'd bring him in as a guest host. And I know he's going to have some, some great input to, to throw in there. But uh, yeah, saying the guest of honor. Oh, yeah. Optics Jones, you know, saying thank you, thank you so much for coming out for us, you know. Thank you guys for coming out. No, man, thank you for having us, letting us record here as well. Yeah, like what we like to do, like a little brief uh, music intro then, but the main topic things was like just being a father, because I'm an artist, you know, saying, and I've always thought about having kids, but I just always been scared to take that jump. You know, but maybe it's a relationship type thing too, saying just haven't find the right thing, but sometimes that's not the situation for everybody yet. anyway. It just hasn't happened for me yet, but I'm always intrigued by fathers I see out there making it work and doing their thing. And I've always been scared like what it might, how it might affect my career or my leisure time or the things I consider as fun right now, you know? I have a lot of fun still. Oh, <laughs> no. no, I see you, man. I see you having fun with the kids as well. I know you as a producer. When did that all even happen? Like, did you rap at first? I was never very serious about rapping, but I mean, that's how I, that's how I started making beats, because me and my friends, we would get together, you know, we'd find somewhere, go like, go to a park or something, smoke some weed, ride around. Freestyle a little bit? Yeah, and so it would be whatever instrumentals, you know, you could find on Napster or Kazaa, whatever, yeah. you know, as that yeah. thing evolved. Yeah. There was a couple times, I was like, yo, but my favorite beats didn't have the instrumentals out, so I was like, I wanted to loop up the end of them. And I downloaded Fruity Loops by mistake, like huh. just trying to find a way to loop the end of beats. Uh, but I had a little bit of background, like I took piano lessons as a kid for a little bit and did like an electronic music class. Wait, how long did you play piano for? Not very long. I'm not. I'm not good. No, but like, <laughs> wait, was this a year, months, what? Yeah, I took lessons for a couple years. Okay. okay. But there was like an electronic music class that they were trying out, and so it was me and one other kid that did it, <laughs> making my first beats from in this class. I was twelve. Hmm. 
And then, so, when I, when I was a teenager then, seeing this program Fruity Loops, I understood what it was right as soon as I looked at it. And I was like, oh, I can start making my own beats. And I was like, all the sounds in it were corny, so I started like getting CDs and... Chopping them up. Yeah, chopping up on sound recorder and putting them in a folder, and then you pop up on Fruity Loops, I could try to make my beats out of them. So, like, this is all just off the strength of the class. The, yeah, that gave me, class. like, the foundation for it. It wasn't, like, a homie or nothing like that. Nobody. Nah, I, I've really never really had a mentor situation, Yeah. Um, for better or for worse, but kind of made me figure things out myself. You know, and also remember, I'm, so I grew up in Cincinnati. I'm in, like, the suburbs in Cincinnati. There is no hip-hop around me, other than, like, you know, kids in school might listen to it a little bit, but it's, like, like super peripheral and then yeah, once the high school hits what the kids rocking like we had dave matthews they thought that was hot people shit. love dave matthews yeah. uh shit was lame bro yeah no nah, <laughs> nah, i remember like my like i went on like a church trip or something as a kid I had like a dmx and wu-tang cd yeah so dmx flesh of my flesh blood of my blood wu-tang forever album huh. and like uh there was like compilation cds i had because i wasn't allowed to get cds with the you know, parental advisory sticker so i remember yeah. i had an x games yeah. CD that had Protect Your Neck on it, Wu-Tang, yeah. and I was just like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. Know, so I listened to that all the time. You know, it was always something I kind of gravitated to, even though it wasn't around me at all. I didn't, you know, I had, like, one of my best friends put me on a Master P. Okay. And now, like, when I was in high school, say my homeboy, uh, Sean and Nico, they had, like, their old crew called KBC, Killer Beats Crew, you know? And, like, they were out in the suburbs. They would bus us out there mm -hmm. to go to school out in the suburbs. And we would rock with them, you know, and like uh, get down with the freestyle. But they were so serious about it. I, I thought it was intriguing, like how these two kids from the suburbs. Well, actually, his brother had had his older brother had a foot in the game a little bit as far as rapping and producing. But like uh, they were just so serious about it. And I didn't know where it come as far as with me and hip hop. That was just everybody around me. But you're saying it was yeah. just like a small group of... Yeah, and then like my best friend, like his brother was older. So his brother had, you know, like the Ghostface Killer album. Shit okay. Like that, and like the Scarface album. All right, all right. So he had his own influence and I had my own that didn't really come from anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. And then, so we started a group. So I would rap a little bit, but I started making all the beats. And then, so he was like the main MC. I would do a verse here and there. What was this group called? Elements of Style. Elements of Style? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's what's And, uh, you know, so we, like, made a CD, we sold it, and we print, we pressed up 100 nice. copies, we sold out all 100 copies, I don't, I don't have one, I have, like, a, oh, a broken, I have the, I have the cover, I don't have the CD. Yeah. So. Oh, um, is that for better or for worse? Uh, you, you need, you need history. You need I, history. I got the MP3s of it somewhere. Um, okay. Not, not, like, readily accessible, but there's, like, old computers up in here, it's, it's on there somewhere. Oh, okay. It's, uh, you know what, it's, it's not, like, good. But it's not it's not terrible because like I was I've always been such a student when I was a kid I I knew everybody's stats in baseball so before I started making beats when I was like fourteen I could already I could hear a song and tell you who the producer I'd be like, oh Alchemist did that oh Ayatollah did that Premier P Rock you know whatever like like I've always been like that like a student of it so even though it wasn't something I was contacted by all the time it was something I really was into yeah, so like, like, I was picking maybe the sounds even more no, that makes well, yeah, I, well, maybe yeah, that's even more the thing. so because you weren't. It wasn't. Well, that's just like that's your the low key. World. The thing people don't always know. It's like, yo, if you grow up in New York, you're surrounded by it and you can take it for granted. Sure. So it's like, like time I spent 
in Ohio. I didn't run into a lot of other people necessarily until right before I moved. And then I was in Florida for a little bit. And in Florida, people were so talented. There's just not as much of an outlet for it. But, you know, people really knew their shit. And that's I met some of the most progressive, interesting producers when I was there, more so than up here. Oh, wow. It makes, I'm, I'm from a small town upstate New York, white, mostly white town. And I liked hip hop, so I, I approached it like that too. Yeah, and I mean, just like with the internet, the, like, much, yeah. like the internet made that very possible. You know, you could he- hear something that maybe there was, you know, 200 copies pressed up of some vinyl single that Pete Rock produced that was like limited edition, but you can hear it on the internet. So you're right, getting right, all right. these inf- super niche influences, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't have necessarily gotten a couple years earlier. Yeah, like, what was the moment that you were making a beat or what track did you make where you're like, damn, uh, I think I want to do this as a career, you know? I don't know, probably one of the first ones, to be honest. Yeah, I, I sampled the song War by Bob Marley. And okay. I thought I did a good job with it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, like, uh, I, was, I was talking with somebody the other day. I was listening to, like, a lot of your different stuff, Sam, leading up to this episode. There's, like, no progression of, like, he's, like, getting better. It's just, like, good to me. A, a standard, like, sound quality that you that was, have. That was me. You are talking to me about this. <laughs> on, on all your stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's like the pizza in New York, you know what I'm saying? Like, just our standard pizza, like, you know what I'm saying, is just above anywhere else. Well, yeah, it's like, yo, well, the reason the pizza's so good is because of the water, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, look around. I'm not using some stock sounds. I got records everywhere. You know, half my records are still upstairs where I used to live because I, I don't have space to put them down here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like that's my water. That's, that's you know, I'm pulling, I'm pulling all kinds of sounds off those, even if it's not, like, directly like a, a loop or a sample, like just the organic feel. And, then, you know, having people play live instruments and, you know, just not trying to use the same... The same ingredients everybody else is using. Mm-hmm. To stick with your pizza analogy. And you said, <laughs> and you also said that I didn't have a mentor for better or for worse. I was just saying the other day, I spoke with my brother for like two and a half hours on the phone. You know what I'm saying, I don't talk to nobody like that for that long on the phone. You know what I'm saying, not even my brother. I'm saying, but we talk on the phone and like at least for an hour and a half, he just put me on game, just talking about business and money and shit like that. You a lot older? I like three, four years older than me. But like, that's the only mentor I have, the only mm-hmm. person older than me. Because everybody else asks, yo, they're like, yo, you, yo, you good? <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's the one that actually get in my ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, uh, and I see other people with mentors, and like, they might be a little further along than me. I do have a, a, a certain characteristic to me where like I feel is a little more genuine than others sometimes. But I don't know, maybe that's me tooting my own horn. Because I, you're not I, influenced by a mentor? No, I'm just saying how mentor... <laughs> See how mentors can like elevate a person quicker and, yeah. and, and faster, you know, and like no, uh, and, and better sometimes. I mean, that's why there was a point where I really wanted a mentor, but you know, it's like I think you know I've kind of I've mentored people here and there, and yeah. like you know, watch watch them improve, and that's really satisfying. And like you know, I think it would have helped me more just like networking and business wise. Yeah, exactly. Than anything like you know, maybe certain technique things I would have picked up quicker but by not picking that up quick I developed my own style so like I'm cool with that I'm cool that like I had way too many drum fills you know when I was making beats in like 2009 you know <laughs> like cause that cause I don't do that anymore but if the time comes I'm like oh I need to do this crazy thing I'm like oh let me pull out the the bag from when I was experimenting doing this thing or that and you know like like with Joe you know he, he'll always bug out because like like I've really I feel like I'm 
more focused. I don't do a showy production so much anymore. But like when it calls for it, you know, try to throw it in there. Do a little little something. Okay, it's necessary. I gotta ask you, what was your draw to like hip hop and rap? Like beats, beats. Yeah. Like for me, growing up in the Caribbean, just seeing that imagery of like that was second because that was that definitely was later. It's so it's like I didn't have cable. I didn't see the imagery. I didn't have cable either. We had one channel. <laughs> I saw. Yeah, like I. Yeah, so we had. It was. Uh, well, I don't know if it was even UP. I think it was still the WB. It wasn't even UPN yet. But mm-hmm. that station, it didn't really come in on our TV. Mm-hmm. But it would like come in real, real fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And for like half an hour on Saturdays at five thirty, they would have some like video show. And I remember I would like just tune in and watch that. And you couldn't really make out what was happening. But sometimes, if you were lucky, you could see the name on the bottom of the screen. So I remember the Master Ace sitting on Chrome video, what? and I remember and California Love. Those were like the two oh, yeah. that I was able to like Damn. see and see the name and figure out what they were. And they it's like a thing me. with YouTube. I like went back and saw and, all and the Bone things. Th- Bone Thugs was on a lot then. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, never I remember like, like Bone Thugs was crazy. Biggie and Puffy and yeah. that's that. You know that that's like, crazy yeah. elaborate. See, I never saw any of their videos. I found out about Biggie just from other kids in school. It's flashy. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know he didn't have any presence in Cincinnati like that, other than like on the radio, of course, because it was big. But wow! But it wasn't. It wasn't like oh, you know, like wait, I, where are you? From? you Ray Cash, you in New York. You were you were in Barbados. The, you were, Barbados. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, same same deal. He wasn't he wasn't there. I remember hypnotizing you know? <laughs> him. Yeah, there was there. no home. Yeah. There was no hometown pride for Biggie where <laughs> I grew up. It was just kind of like I, I heard about him. I probably didn't even hear about him until after he got shot. Damn. To be real, you know. And then one day I was in the girl in my class was was put. We had we had this shit in sixth grade like um like. I forget what it was called, but we'd all like start our businesses in class and have like fake money and they'd teach us to be a little capitalist and shit. Wow. And I started, I made no money because I started a radio station because I was just like, right, I just want to bring my CDs in and play music. I'm like, yo, people pay to request music and so nobody did. But, uh, <laughs> I would pay to request music. No, no. So, but one girl in my class brought her, she was my business partner. She, so I brought my CDs, she brought hers. She had uh, like all the Biggie singles and stuff. So we played Biggie and Bone Thugs and. Tupac and like 311 and 311 was yeah this was this was down era they had what do you think about their sampling they used some sampling mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> did, did they much I don't know they had a DJ yeah, like I was one, okay, it's they, funny they the, we're, we're really taking it back DJ now because like <laughs> since since it wasn't something that was around all the time like anything with a DJ element to it was I was really attracted to yeah, so like Sublime, Three Eleven, stuff like that, really, I was really you, pulled uh, me in as well to be more into hip hop. And then it's like, then I, like Sublime kind of aged a little better than Three Eleven, maybe. Oh yeah, because Three Eleven still good. Like, so, but, yeah. well, well, that's because the dude died, so you can't get wacky. He ah. died while he was still cool. He didn't have time to sell out. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> no, I was gonna ask you like, uh, who like were your influences? As, uh, as like which producers <laughs> were you like your top influences growing up? Top influences growing up. I mean, pretty much the same as now. It's just expanded. Like, it's I was just talking about this. I had some homies from Orlando up here. We we're talking like I think my favorite producer right now is Easy Moby. But um, as a kid, Premier, RZA, Pete Rock, Havoc, 
Like, I made a lot of beats that sounded it. like oh, Mob Deep, Hell on Earth. That was like my go-to sound when I first started making beats. It's funny you say that off of the beams out when I was trying to figure out why like, uh, what is it, Though and, and Close Up, mm-hmm. that pair, those two songs next to each other, saying like, maybe it's that whole Havoc vibe, I'm feeling something like mm-hmm. that, a little bit in there, but uh but yeah, those are my favorite two. Off the, off the, oh, thanks. Those uh, are two of my favorites too. Oh yeah, so, yeah. It's funny because next together, some, me and Joe, next we'll together. talk like some of the stuff we can't listen to anymore. You know, just oh, man, you're we, all funny with your own stuff. But like, though, it definitely is one of my favorites now. And like, close up, close up. That's that song's. We did that song before you got a watch came out actually. Oh, for real. And then we added the second part of it with Psalm One and uh, Angel Davenport. Close like, up was the one that switches up at the end, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. The switch up we did. I think year, I'm gonna drop years that later. track on this. Oh, okay. This episode. Yeah, and yeah. you know, when Psalm Psalm One, she recorded her album that came out today in this room. Oh shit. Right. So. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna peep that before. Yeah, she's one of the first people we record here. Yeah, uh, right. it came out to, today, her album Flight of the Wig. And Shit. she's like one of the best MCs alive. I'll stand by that. Alright. Big it up for someone one time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Big it up for it. <laughs> Congrats on the album drop. Yeah, definitely. Oh shit. Do you have any other like gigs you do besides the music? Like, yeah. How do you make it all work? You know, like. I mean, I've always kind of had to. Like, I've never had a full time job, which I'm really lucky to say. I've kind of. Yeah. Right. Fuck that. And arranged my life not no to disrespect. do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but not, not everybody can make that. I've, yeah. You know, it's not for me. It's been. Yeah. You know, I made a lot of life choices to kind of not fall into that, and had a lot of good luck to not fall into that. Um, but. But yeah, so I do have two, shit, three. So I've done, I've taught music classes at a, a high school, BCAM High School in Bedside. So like my dude, like, uh, my dude like B-Sats does, has like a, a hip-hop, like a writing class. What's it called? It's called uh, Rap Seminar. Yeah. And uh, so I come in and record the kids sometimes. Sometimes I would sub for him. Yeah. And then I, uh, I work for Monster Energy Drink, drive the truck around for them sometimes, and that's been super flexible. And like I've been working there like ten years because I mean, you make your you, you do deliveries, or? events, all kinds of promotions. Like yeah, I like those big companies that are flexible for yeah, musicians. Yeah, that one I can make. That's who I was texting right before we started too. Okay, because like, okay. I'm I committed to work two days next week. Or so. No, I mean, you know, but and then I just started doing AV for a hotel. So like, so that's a little more in my wheelhouse with like the engineering background. Yeah, and I still learning the visual side of it. You know, I don't, I don't like setting up the projectors, but yeah, yeah. but uh, that that you know is a little more of a career path if I choose. Um, but uh, you know, kind of lucky to get into that as well. And, yeah, uh, but none of it's full time, and it's all flexible. So kind of. I, I arrange things around that. Okay. I don't ever want to have to work a nine to five. It's just not for me. I can't do it. I'll get fired. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've tried yeah. several times. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a very good employee. I just don't care. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, like, so where were you in, in, in your career when you had, like, your first child, like, or, like, huh. or, or, or when she told you, or did she pop it on you, or? Well, let's review how how uh, how many kids you have. What are their ages? Okay, so I have three kids. Yeah. So I have Orion. Um, he's eleven, and he is he was born in Florida. He's back in Florida. They were in Jersey for a while. He lives with his mom. Yeah. And uh, so he's actually coming here in a couple of days. Okay. He's, he so has his last day of school. 
tomorrow, and then he'll be here next week. So he's speaking for the for summer for, or just yeah, a couple weeks? For most, yeah, seven weeks, most of the summer. Okay. And then he comes here for holidays, yeah. too. And then I've got two kids that live with me. Uh, Gio, he's eight. Well, he turned eight on Saturday. Happy birthday, Gio. Big up. We were offered some of your cake. We might eat it. Yeah, there's there's birthday cake. There might be some cake balls if you're really lucky. Cake balls. Yeah. <laughs> some leftover salsa. Yeah. Um, don't eat that with the cake. But uh, <laughs> and then my youngest, Izzy, Isaiah. He's uh, he's three. Three. Yeah. All right, it's all boys. All boys. Yeah. Shoo. <laughs> three generations of my family. Right. Only Eleven, one girl. eight, three. Oh wow. Yeah. Damn, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My daddy made since first was a girl, and then uh, three boys after. Mm-hmm. And then my uncle, he kept on going until he got his son. Yeah. <laughs> then he called it quits. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm done. I'll say that on the record. I'm done. I, done. I got it out of the way. I think you've done your due diligence. Yeah. Wait, so, wait, so your first <laughs> child saying, like, uh, so what's the situation with you and the, ba- the baby moms? Like, uh, like you were doing your East Coast thing? You are um, so we were in Florida. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, she she got pregnant. We we made a very tough but good decision not to be together. And we, we get along pretty well. And uh, How was it at first? Yeah. It was a little rough at first, but, I mean, it was really important to me to... Uh, be in my son's life, so of course, and you guys, you know, and I, and I, it takes I think special. I gotta give, you know, I think it was important to her too. You know, I gotta give a lot of credit. I think we, uh, it we don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything, but we definitely, you know, love our son a lot and yeah. have have his best best interests at heart. And like, it takes a special other. type of person to like not want to be around your kid mm-hmm. or to try to sabotage like. Yeah. You hear those stories. You hear those stories a lot, but I think that's why it's good that we're yeah, not. We we didn't try to make a go of it when we when we could have, and I think that so made, y'all, y'all that made had, it easier. Y'all for never us had to no drama in front of the eleven year old. Um, nothing, not really. nothing, nothing too crazy. Just regular shit. Nothing too crazy. I mean, you like know, how does he? I do- think she, I think she would uh, view it the same way. How does, <laughs> how does he deal with all the traveling? Oh, he's he's, Cause like, he's great. He started flying by himself. I know I know some kids like the both parents competing to give gifts. Um, nah, I'm I, I'm definitely I definitely don't spoil him. So uh, you keep it straight. Yeah, from down he, he comes here. He gets to bring his iPad, but it's like we, we <laughs> limit electronic time here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we uh, you know we don't have a lot of sugar and processed food in the house so it's like so it's definitely it's definitely a little bit it's very different, different for him in the two households for him but he does a good job adjusting, adjusting. Nice. so he gets yeah. it yeah we'll see if he's ready i got a i got a rotary like you a say- push mower from the cut the grass this year we'll see how he does with that <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he, like he lives you said jersey i thought uh well, yeah, he was in jersey for a while now okay. he's in florida he, oh, okay that's right yeah, they moved back to florida two years ago and uh so he's kind of they're, they're, they seem pretty settled there. Yeah, uh, and, and like, uh, and then the rest, of the other two kids were on the oh, East Coast? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. And how, how did the kids all get along? Oh, they get along great. Yeah. Um, was he excited at first, your, your first child? Or was he like, siblings? Yeah. Or was he jealous at all? Nah, he, he, he hasn't been jealous really. He's, he's real good. Uh, you know, especially like, I, like, it'll get a little tense with him and Gio sometimes, but like with his little brother, Isaiah, like, they really, 
Like he's really sweet and good with him, real helpful. And that could just be like regular kids. Well, he's got a sister. He's got a sister that he lives with, Mm -hmm. same age as his brother here. Okay. So he's kind he's kind of over that dynamic. But the uh, the the much younger brother, he's really really good with. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Are are any uh, are your kids into like the arts into the music or? Yeah, I mean, off and on. So like, yeah, my oldest Orion, he's he probably is the most into music. Like on what set? Like I don't know. He just seemed. He, yeah. He well, he plays he plays trombone like the school band a little bit, but that's like just starting. But yeah. he just he just seems the most uh, in tune with it. Like Geo, Geo. I was a stay-at-home parent for him. Yeah. So he's around it so much that he's just like he knows how to run Pro Tools. He's made he he used to make a beat every day when he was like Damn. two years old, three years old. And it's just like whatever to him. Like he doesn't care at all. He's just like, <laughs> like he Give me the shit. Yeah, he he'll acknowledge like if he doesn't like some music or something, he'll tell you. But he's not gonna he's not gonna ever be like, I like that or oh I wanna do that. Like he's nah, I see Yeah, it's just like whatever to him. Maybe he'll get into it when he's older. And is he I don't know if he's like he's around it a lot. Too, so it's kind of like whatever to him. Like he likes. Is that the one that we? Yeah, yeah. Met as his friend about that. Okay. Now that I remember, Gio can run Pro Tools. So he who was, was the one giving the I test? Was it Gio? He, oh yeah, the Bob yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he had a little period where he was real into it, but going to school, you know, he's he's into what his friends are into. He's into Pokemon, superheroes, oh, for real? Mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, crazy yeah. kids. I don't know, but but I mean, we just had his birthday party, and we don't play any kid music at his birthday parties. You know, he he's he's a hip hop kid at heart, <laughs> so like you know, if you play some Outcasts, some Tribe Called Quest, Schoolboy Q, or something, he'll be all hype. But then we if had, you, we had if a you play some specifically. Little... Uh, yeah, that was actually that's interesting because you were you were saying you don't really have a mentor. Uh, we didn't really talk about your relationship with your parents at all yet. Um, Parents. Yeah, what's your relationship like with your parents? Uh, my relationship with my parents is really good. Like, I've been really lucky. You know, I feel like, you know, like, they've just kind of been supportive, even though they don't necessarily understand what I do. Yeah. So they're not music Isn't people. that crazy? No, like, my, well, my mom, I can't say my mom's not a music person, because, like, she plays violin in, like, a, like, retiree orchestra now. <laughs> so she was just here for my son's birthday. She played uh, she played violin on something from, from me and Joe that, that's unreleased that we're going to put out at some point. And she killed it. And then she just played on something for Jamal Jones. Um, I, I got to mix and see how, how that one works. But, uh, you know, she's kind of like, like, I was so into it as a kid that, like, I would wear her down. We'd be listening to Dead Prez and the mini Like, <laughs> I used to do stuff like that to my mom. And sometimes she'd say, I'm not your friend. <laughs> no, but she, she was kind of, like, as long as she didn't she didn't mind them. It was more, like, if somebody was saying something sexist, that's more what she had a problem with. So Too, too much bitch. She would cut it off, my mom. Yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. like, I remember. I didn't say that. Like, yeah. I don't remember her like getting sick of too much. Like I, I know there was some stuff she didn't like, but I don't remember what. Yeah. But it was more like you're playing it for her. She, it wasn't so much like your parents exposing you to music they listen. No. Well, it did. Well, no, they did. Like I mean, my dad had like his record collection, which we didn't mm-hmm. play records a lot. But like I was always really into the records. I'd always be asking him to, and then it would be like special if he 
plug the record player in, you know? <laughs> so we had, like, like Jimi Hendrix, experience, Are You Experienced, uh, The Doors, uh, Beatles, like Sgt. Pepper. Um, like, those are, like, the three that kind of stand albums? out. Yeah. Huh? Are the three albums that really stuck out to yeah. you growing up? Yeah. Sgt. Pepper's makes sense with the sampling. We had Bob Marley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob Marley was Yeah, my dad got into Bob Marley later. I might have got him into that, actually. My dad was big on Kenny G. Oh, yeah, we had Kenny G. <laughs> we, had, we had the Kenny G CDs. Yeah, I would have that. But, yeah. Now, I'm curious because I uh, my dad was big into music. He had a big rec- record collection, and it was, like, very important to him that, uh, that he, like, share that with my sister and I. Um... Like, I j- as long as I can remember, I remember him, like, having, like, almost, like, music lesson time with us, you know? Um, but he, like, it sounds like he was sort of like you in the sense of being a student of it, you know, seeking things out, buying it, learning about it, and then wanting to share it um, versus, like, I don't think that was his relationship with his dad. So maybe you're that for your kids. But you're not imposing it as much, maybe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we'll see when the, as they get older, you know, because I feel like I kind of try a little bit with uh, my oldest but you know he's uh he's probably the least into hip-hop even though he's like the most into music what kind of music do you listen he to listen he to doesn't really music? listen to okay you know like he'll put like disney music on or something still. wait you love him yeah is he more into like um like the video, video game culture <laughs> yeah he's really into video games what great what, what grade is 11 sixth yeah, I was listening to many. I was right, I was right on Wu Tang right then. So so was I, but I mean, you know, his uh, like I said, his his household's very different than mine. But also, Wu Tang was also like popular when we were in. Yeah, but that you age. know, I, but you see, know, I I just still, got those. They're, they're old now. You know, I I like a lot of new stuff, so I play a lot of new yeah. stuff, and yeah. I'll like ask him about. It. I'll be like, oh, like you kids listen to this? Do you care about this? That? And he's he he doesn't care yet. He's really okay. introverted and just into his own thing. Mm-hmm. He reads a lot. I so, mean, I also so like I kind of like I I offer to school him on it, but he hasn't really mm-hmm. taken me up on that yet. So my son gets his music from uh, how old you? Eleven. Uh, oh, so he's gonna be twelve in June. He gets his music from. Um, Basketball mm-hmm. or whatever the video games, like him and his friends. They, they, yeah, that's they, the thing too. Like Grandpa yeah, Pop. well, yeah, Geo. Yeah. I'll catch Geo listening to all kinds of shit, playing like Roblox or like the, on the computer. Or like, the, like, like I'll, my eight year old will be sitting there listening to Migos. My <laughs> my eleven year old's listening to Disney soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's on the game, and I'm like, you know, he's like, Dad, you heard this? I'm like, okay, yeah. It was on the game. It was, uh, Fortnite. Uh, oh, yeah. What is that? What's on the game right now? Tell us. <laughs> I kind of, kind of, I gotta tune him out. Like I'm, a, I'm really old. There's stuff that he listens to. Just, <laughs> it's not, it's not for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's a lot of the new shit. There's a lot of it that's that's good. There's a lot of it that I don't know. I haven't acquired the taste for. Yeah. Or we have to wait to understand. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be the same as always, right? Or more so probably well, I mean, nowadays. There was, that there's probably more. There's more stuff. There's more yeah. trash. And yeah, I mean, well, there was a lot. There was a lot of trash in the nineties. Let's yeah, let's true. not forget. That's there was true. a lot of shit where like the sample was dope, but everything else about it was trash. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally, and it just didn't necessarily stand the test of time. Like yo, like, and like no, I'm not over here dissing anybody, but like one of the I can't even remember the name of the joint. There's like a like great freestyle beat from Milkbone, but Milkbone nobody's listening to Milkbone. <laughs> like <laughs> who's Milkbone? I don't know. Some white dude from Jersey. It's Milkbone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. But like his, you put his beat on for people to freestyle. It's crazy. 
with your kids? Do your kids like influence like how hard you go with uh, your music? Or like, um, or just your art. I mean, in general, or were you already? That's just going that, hard? that. That works both ways, to be honest. Um, What's up, say that again. I said that kind of works both ways, cause like you know, I felt like a real push to like, like especially so like my first son was born when I was what twenty two, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. And so, I f and then that was right as I was deciding to move to New York, and so I felt a big push to like you know get my career started but I also needed to like work a little bit too and when my second kid was born you know I had a lot going on um, and was like constantly kind of juggling being a stay-at-home parent and trying to like, like I was producing for John Connor and trying to like go to all the radio shows and whatever and be his show DJ and all that yeah. and kind of juggle needing to be at home but then needing to get somebody to watch the kid and go go do like like my oldest one of my craziest like parent like hip-hop parent memories is like we were doing a show we had sound check at sobs and i didn't have anybody to watch orion when he was staying with me this is when he was first starting to come and like spend weekends with me mm. so, so she was looking for a reason to be manager so no, I, okay <laughs> so i uh so I took him to sound check, and you know, Yellow Wolf is doing sound check. It's mad loud. My son's just in the on the middle of the floor at SOBs eating a grilled cheese sandwich, <laughs> like watch. You know? <laughs> and everybody's like, "Yo, who has whose kid is this?" And then I had to like jet back, drop him off, and my girl got home from work and go back to the show to DJ. That's crazy. And then, and then like later that later, yeah. Then we had a radio show later that night, and like met Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes was like going crazy like like yelling our names on the radio and i was like oh shit i made it you know uh, and then you know didn't <laughs> nothing nothing really came of that no nah, it's it's so weird but it's it's a cool yeah, of course. <laughs> you never forget those things man no like i like being like people say they don't get starstruck but i get starstruck a little bit like i feel like yeah. if i'm around the people that i admire their music i listen to their music i feel like i'm moving in the right direction uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying they're the end all be all, but like, yeah. it, it gives me some validation that I'm moving in the right direction of where I want to be. Yeah, for sure. I don't listen to that shit or hang around that shit for no reason. Of course, I like it. If I'm around the shit I like, mm. saying people try to make me feel bad for me, superstars will be a starstruck. Fuck them. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, like, uh, what's up? What's the question I have lined up? I said, why, why New York? Well, I was, so I produced for uh, Blitzy Ambassador, so I've been working with him since, like, we were at Kent State together, so I've been working with him since, like, 04, 05. Where's Kent? Uh, close by Cleveland. Okay. In Ohio. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so he was, you know, he's from Ghana, but he was, like, spending summers in New York. He he moved to New York, then was going to school in Ohio. You know, he had a lot going on putting out his first album, Stereotype, and, and I was producing the whole thing. But like via email, you know, sending beats from Florida, so it's kind of like okay, like I had people I was working with down there, but I very quickly in Florida became like like I wouldn't say I I wasn't like the top producer or anything, but like up the like the indie ranks in Orlando, like there's a couple guys like Da Vinci and X144, two like homies of mine were like the two those were like the guys, who they're crazy. They they those are like the close like thing to mentors that I've had and they're incredible engineers performers all that and you know it kind of got to a point very quickly where I was like the next guy after them so I'm like okay there's not a lot of room to 
grow here, what am I going to do? So I came to New York. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss this. Why were you in Florida in the first place? Uh, I went to school, full sales, like a music recording school. Okay. And um, then I just stayed for like another year or so after that. That's where mm-hmm. that's where Kent State is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kent State's in Ohio. That's yeah. what I thought. So okay, I'm at Kent State. Is. Uh, the only okay. thing I care about is music, so I'm like, you know what, let me save my money and just go to a music school. Okay, got it, okay. Which, yeah. looking back, you know, I'm, I'm happy with how the trajectory of everything, but, like, I didn't need to go. To yeah, music school's a fucking yeah, joke, it was a bro. Joke. And I went to you know, shout out, shout out, yeah. shout out Full sale. but, yeah, you don't need to pay a bunch of money to... The thing about music school, I would say, shit. is, like, learn, the, on, learn on the job. It's the connections that I made. That's the best yeah. part of school. I didn't even make connections in school. Like, I made connections... In the local scene, huh. you know, everybody in my school, you know, was they were meeting up. But it's like, like I was already f- producing for people, and like, like I, like maybe I was kind of an asshole, but like I just felt like I, like I felt like all their music was corny. Like all these kids are like sitting here, like oh, like trying to trade me their Just Blaze drum kits and their Timbaland drum kits, and I'm like, they're like, what, yo, what drums do you use? Those drums are crazy on your beat. I'm like, my drums. Oh like, fuck out of here. So, so I, you know, was hanging more with like the like guys in the local scene who were a little older, and you know that was more of like a like in the tradition of like Wu Tang beat nuts type. type yeah, stuff anybody that you went to school with out there doing it or? Like, um, I don't even really know. Were they on some production stuff or was it more some engineering? There was a lot of production, a lot of engineering. Like, there's definitely. A lot of a lot of people working, doing like live sound and and things. I don't know what everybody's up to. I know there were definitely you know I wasn't super serious. I didn't get great grades in like music school, you know, yeah. like like you know, like, yeah, like I didn't actually get. I had like a two five or something GPA. Yeah. I, I we had a the mixing the like studio mixing class. The teacher flunked me. Really? Even though we had a mix contest, really? we had a recording and a mix and a master contest. I won all three. I and he so. flunked me because I, I got, every day I got bored and I left and went to the bathroom and walked around for hours. That sounds like man's school. Yeah, so, and so he flunked me and then I, I like, I had a lot of like personal drama going on at the same time and I kind of talked to him about it. He let me do like a, I had to write him a long ass paper basically and he let me pass. But he still only gave me a C, even though I won, huh. I won everything huh. in the class. But, but that's a lesson too. He wasn't you, trying to be a regular. You can be the you can be the be the most talented person, but if you're difficult to work with, it it's not going to help you. Yeah. That's but true. but I mean, I wasn't difficult to work with. I just didn't want to be in school anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't want him to be a mentor, right? He wanted to be. No, nah, he didn't want to be a mentor. Okay, it was mutual. <laughs> no, nah, they they were not super hip hop friendly. Hmm. What were they? What was it? Was a lot of it'll, there were some really cool teachers there, and uh, a lot of teachers against that shit. Even like there was, there were, like in some of the more beginning classes. It was, oh man, full sale is gonna hate me. I'm really going in on them right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're gonna send this episode directly to them. Yeah, right. This is one of your, your products. <laughs> no, they're making so much money there. They'll be all right. Um, but you know, it was like some of the like first classes. You know, and actually, some of the people who are like the teachers for like the lower level classes when I was there are like course directors now, and they are coming out of hip hop backgrounds and are like cool. beat makers, producers, MCs. You know, so they're they're there now. 
but they were just starting out when I was a student, and you know, these are all like homies of mine now. Uh, but, but when you were there, what was the program? It was like you had you had the guy who was the recording engineer for the Backstreet Boys. Pop. You had you had a dude. Yeah, this one there was this Cuban so dude who was real cool. I forget his name, but he like he he worked with Bob Marley and Chick Corea. Okay. He was cool. He was he was cool with everything. The Backstreet Boys dude just like would argue with me about samples and tell me how like I wasn't allowed to do that and it wasn't music and all this. And it's like you know, mind you. What you know, what specific songs did he produce? Do you know? Uh, you know, he was he he was a, he he recorded. He was not a producer. Oh, uh, he okay. just recorded them. Okay. But he made a lot of money. He drove really nice cars in the class every day. But he also wore Urkel pants and was a cornball. Huh. He and sounds funny. He's told me that Kevin Federline got sued for sampling something, so I was going to get sued for a sample I did for a Blitz record. That we never did get sued. That record went on to get it, millions of views in a breakbeat like video, and we haven't been sued yet. So. <laughs> Shout out that guy. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Also, shout cool, cool to Kevin Thurlwine. What's he doing these days? Uh, uh, he got a lot of money from uh, Britney Spears. Yeah, no, he's he's, he's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about him. Yeah. How would you describe like uh, your parenting style? You know, my oh, yeah. parenting style. Like, cause like I know oh, be, before you answer that, I was alone to add on that. Yeah. I was just gonna say, Father's is coming. Mm-hmm. What's the most important? thing to you as far as being a father you know passing on to your kids like yeah, as far as I, yeah so the most important thing to me is to turn out self-aware good people into the world critical thinking yeah like that the the things that bother me the most are if you know like i just want my kids to be good people like i want i don't care what they do i don't care if they make money i just want them to go out and leave a trail of like goodness. goodness behind them, not like fuck shit. You know, like yeah. Like I think, it's you know, especially you know in in these times, you know, it's like internet, social media has everybody like extra, extra, like riled up and divided. So like I think it's very important for them to just go out in the world and not be a shithead <laughs> yeah man yeah it's like uh, I get scared not having a kid because I don't have like uh, the financials you know? yeah, then, or, yo kid, kids get, don't well, alright so I'm gonna cut you off right there cause right. kids don't have to be expensive that's choices like you know like like I don't I don't spoil my kids and buy a bunch of toys you know but we cook dinner every night we you know, they go to school around the corner. Like, like, like I wouldn't send my kids to a private school. Like, I think if you can't survive public school, then just, you know, that's like, that's part of your preparation for the real world. Yeah. Go be around real people. Yeah. You know, so like, like, there's just a lot, a lot of things like, like, obviously you want to be able to give them things they want and need, but also it's not, it's not as crazy as, you are kind of told it needs to be. Now, one of the guys I invited as a guest host here, he was talking about his girl, his wife, and his wife's mom, and he's like, because they be going on ski trips and doing all, like he drives like yeah yeah I don't he I don't drives like that. expensive cars and like and like he's just scared and gets nervous like damn I got to keep up 
Mm-hmm. I gotta provide. I gotta provide. You know what I'm saying? And like he's a he's already at a. a he's a musician level. or not? He's a musician. He was a musician, but now he's right. He got off of that shit. That, but that makes that makes sense because like yo, if you're gonna be a musician, you gotta make choices to be able to make art. Because like my homeboy, my homeboy, you 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 can't if you're just trying to keep up with like. The Joneses? Yeah. Well, yeah, my last name is Jones. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you're just trying to keep up with the Joneses, it's really difficult with music, and especially it's really difficult if you are trying to create art and do things nobody's done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, totally. No, That's... if you're trying to keep up the, with the quote-unquote Joneses, not the you Joneses yeah, necessarily, my... then you, you got to be okay with actually just accepting like what is expected of you and like yeah. going for something that's a little bit more traditional where you don't have to be innovative um, yeah, I and hate you just that. get the, you get the what they call that the golden the most handcuffs? miserable I've ever been in my life was when an artist I worked with got signed to Aftermath and I was trying to like I was desperately trying to place a beat on his album it just like you know I think it was like his own anxiety and everything like it was just like like, I felt like my creative juices were just, like, killed by this, like, capitalist machine I was trying to be a part of. I feel, mm. I feel that way every day. You and know, because, you know, <laughs> you know, I made a million beats that I thought were great, but they weren't, you know, the, they didn't sound like exactly what the commercial industry. They didn't want yeah. to take risks. Right. Really. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Aftermath does, but you have to push them to. Okay. But, you know, not to, not to harp on that. Yeah. Uh, talk that shit, um, Cindy. Cindy went in. Uh, I don't, so I don't think it's time to talk. Oh, so Cindy <laughs> really went in. I really loved it. But that's that's for another podcast. It's okay. That also have restraint. But um, what I'm curious about is, so I I mean, certainly like there's ways to be more like smart about your spending when you have children. You oh, know, yeah. not not. Like not taking a ski trip. I mean, I mean ski trips. Like my, my parents were like, no, we you don't do ski club. Whatever. I mean, like that's like. Well, yeah. I, well, first off, <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm just lucky that, that my idea, my idea of fun even, is about, being in this room. And but what about music. aren't? I'm, what <laughs> I'm curious about is, is aren't aren't like the the needs of children just period expensive? Well, my kids are mad small, so they don't need okay. that much. They don't need that much. Okay. <laughs> They I mean, take it like, after their mom. I don't know, diapers? Like, I don't know, like... Clothes. Well, okay, like, so, like yes. Just, like, the basic stuff. Like, so, so, here's a big but choice. But that's time, then, right? So, you said diapers. Mm-hmm. So, what... Cloth diapers. We did cloth diapers. Environmental and... It's better for the environment and it's cheaper. That's mm-hmm. Kurt. That's my older brother. You know, so... Yeah, we we would go through very few diapers. Because we, we put a, like, regular pamper on them, maybe if we go out. But we also started potty training as soon as they could mm-hmm. sit up. So... so Gio was potty trained at one year old. Izzy took a little longer, but mm-hmm. like, nah, I wasn't spending money on diapers. But you were spending time. Yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, that's that's great. That sounds like the way you would do it if you want to create good people, spend a lot of time with them. But that that does, it seems like it's one or the other, right? Often in this mm-hmm. world, like you're either going to spend a lot of time doing something, or you're going to spend yeah. a lot of money. Well, yeah, childcare is expensive. Mm-hmm. There was no way we were affording. Childcare, so one of us stayed home. Child with each care kid. Is definitely expensive. Yeah. And my my um, you know my oldest it was a little a little different scenario, you know. But like you know, so like like I didn't have the same uh, like I wasn't 
you know, just by him not living with me, I wasn't there as much. So it was like a different. Um, yeah, what's the difference? I mean, just that. Like, is the difference between like the connection you have with the kids that you know? I'd with? say the connection isn't too different. Um, I almost feel like I try a lot harder with my my oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's I'm the trying. One, I'm, I'm the trying. One, the yeah. ones you spend less time with, like, like just right, right, just naturally. But that's not through he's money. A, it's just he's through, here. He's here for the summers. Yeah. That's a that's a significant chunk. Yeah, no, we, we like, got a pretty uh, good relationship. I'm just but it's curious. funny. Both of us yeah, yeah. don't like being on the phone, though. Do you find this to be? <laughs> our phone conversations are brutal. Do you yeah, like we, bring we, in the millennial. We, we Facetime. Yeah. Do you find this to be like, like when you? So he's not there every day, and you, you know, you feel like I feel like you know I'm current, and our breaths are like our breath, are like everything is happening. I'm in the now, mm-hmm. and then my son, he's eleven, so he's not with me every day. But then when we link up, it's just kind of like I'm like Jesus, I'm so old, like I'm so lost in a lot of these things, and then I gotta kind of well, adapt. Well, yeah, I think I think I'm a little more abreast than he is, though. But like. Like, you know, say a lot of what I use as far as like uh, my parenting techniques, no, my parenting techniques are from like, you know, my parents and then the things that I would wanted, you know, from them and try to bring into what I consider now. But then he's on like a whole nother, the things he is attracted to and they got to kind of relate. So I always feel, do you feel a bit lost? I feel a bit lost. Uh, Yeah, a little bit because he's really into, you know, video games and like YouTube. Like mm-hmm. YouTube culture and like all my kids are into that. Like I was never so we didn't have cable. I didn't know any of the super I was never into comic books. Mm-hmm. My kid my three year old can name every superhero imaginable. Jesus. It's ridiculous. I don't understand. I can just point at a random picture, some obscure shit and he'd tell me what it is. I'm like Marvel? Anything. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Like and I don't I don't understand how so I don't know what any of that is but that's what my kids bond over so it's like if he wants to talk to me about that like honestly I just tell him I'm like yo your brother's like that go talk to your brothers about it so we bond over but like we'll we'll bond over like movies like I'll like he I showed him Happy Gilmore he loved that hmm. you know like so like we'll kind of bond over the stuff kids like that. can still connect with Happy Gilmore yeah <laughs> yeah we yeah we watch like every Adam Sandler movie last I mean there's so, a lot of slapstick in there that's what about soundtracks. Say like uh, that the Black Panther soundtrack was like. Well, we we did. He he went and so with his with his mom and his stepdad and his sister they they go to every movie like the, on opening day. That's their thing. They go to every Damn. movie. They like to feel excited. Like I never go to movies, so it's totally different here. Yeah. Um, but like that was something like I was like oh I like that Black Panther soundtrack. I'm like. Like, you know, I'll be playing, I was playing it in the car all the time. And, like, he caught it when he was like, wait, is this from Black Panther? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is the same guy, Kendrick Lamar, that I'm always listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did the Black Panther mm-hmm. soundtrack. And he was kind of like, oh. You know? Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. He brought that back to school, I'm sure. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that knowledge. Uh, so, that's interesting. So you, when he relates to something you don't necessarily relate to, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel that you're not relating to it and that they're I relating think that's together? Fine. I don't need to relate to everything he does. He's 11 years old. I'm 34. I'm like, yeah. how are we going to relate to all the same things? It's not my job to relate to everything. It's my job to make him a good person. Mm-hmm. True. You know, he doesn't need to be me. We don't need to be best friends. We just need to have an hmm. understanding. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't need to be best friends. All right. 
<laughs> now, like, I, reason like I it's say, really important to me that I'm going to have him cut the grass this summer, not because, like, I don't care if he knows how to cut grass. I'm just like, yo, you just need to, you need to have a drive to do things you don't want to do and mm-hmm. be able to do a good job. And have, like, these just huh. skills that are at some well, yeah, point. Yeah, I'm like, my dad was very much like that. That's something I got from my dad. And, like, I hated doing yard work, like, helping out with house projects as a kid. But at this point in my life, I mean, yo, so we're downstairs now. You know, you guys, well, at least you've been upstairs. Yeah. You know, we moved down, and it was, like, a lot of shit that needed to be renovated. And I was like, I'm not an expert. I'd never done it before, but I had enough of a basis where I just kind of learned on the job and, you know, built walls and knocked walls down and yeah. did a bunch of shit. And I'm like, and that's helped me with jobs. You know, it's helped me make money to be able to keep doing music. Now, my, 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 my know, daddy... So I want him to have that back. My daddy too. worked yeah. all the time, you know, and, like, uh, I never know him until he started dying. You know what I'm saying? Then, like, and then when he's on the deathbed and whatnot, uh, I go up tell him about girls. Oh, just tell about everything, you know? And, <laughs> and then, me, like, uh, yeah, let me get some of that. The thing about my pops is, like, uh, like, I didn't have that, like, uh, friendship connection with him. And what you just said right now, I literally just got medicine instantly from that shit. Because it is about the person being a good person. And that's the most first important thing. Yeah. And, like, being better. Because, like, because I, I would see kids, like, best friends with their daddy. And, like, I see, like, uh, other relationships. And I envy that, you know? And, like, I think that envy is toxic for the time when mm. I do have my child because the most important thing is the health and their critical thinking, you know what I'm saying? Like, the way they go about the world and, like... Yeah, yeah I, I, love challenge, that because I, that, I challenge them. You know? That stereotype is often, like, parents want their kids to be healthy and happy, which is good and all that, but I've, I've always felt like... I was like, I don't feel like my parents just taught me to be... I feel like they really cared about who I was going to be in the world. Like, I actually grew up feeling like that was something that was really important. Like, yeah, be healthy. Yeah, I I actually think that out of those three things, happy was probably, not that they don't want me to be happy, but, but like, first you have, you have to have responsibility for yourself. Of course, of course. Yes, no, I'm not saying that they don't want me to be happy, but what I'm saying in terms of what they emphasized in their, like, parenting style was more, I, I feel like was more so... Like, you need to be responsible for yourself, taking care of yourself, so health across the board, physical, financial, you know, mental health, all that. And then also, you need to have an impact on the world that is positive. You know, you need to be a good person, you need to be accountable, all of these things. And then, of course, you need to enjoy yourself and be happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's there too. But, but yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's, it's cool to hear that, because I don't think that that's what the stereotypical parenting style is. I think that often there's less of a focus on that. It's refreshing to hear you say it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I feel like I'm not, like, best friends with my parents, but I talk to them pretty consistently, and I feel like, like, we don't even necessarily understand each other's viewpoint totally, but we, we can... Well, at this point, I feel like we can provide advice to each other, but I can always go to them for advice on something. Yeah. Like, my, my dad, he, I feel like he would give me great advice anytime I've asked him for it. Yeah. How yeah. would you describe his parenting style? Like, your dad's parenting style, um, and, like, versus yours? Like, how would I, you compare I, I think I, I think I actually picked up a lot from him. I, got, I think I got a lot of his good qualities. Like, there's things, like, as an adult now that drive me crazy about him, but it's more like... 
like I think the only thing he doesn't have is self-awareness always and I think he did a really good job though of preparing me to just go out into the world and be a good person maybe even more so than he expects of himself nice Damn, that's but he's he's great though like I'm really thankful for, I'm really thankful for that like I'm really I like the person that I am and I'm glad that I was kind of like always never discouraged from being who I am I checked on the flip side of that now your kids how do your kids affect how you see the world and your music hmm. I don't know like I don't know if that I see the world that much different having kids to be real really because like for me like so well, you, well first off you you You've been in my house just for a minute, but like you yeah. know, there's like random children through here. <laughs> You're asking me if I adopted like a Chinese kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, no. Like we truly have. Like I love, like the, me and uh, Rebecca, my partner. Like like yeah. the life that we have here. Mm-hmm. Like we truly have like a village going on. So it's like, you know, like our roommate. Melissa is a huge influence now. She don't, you know, they've only been here a couple months, but she's a big influence on the kids yeah. and like brings her perspective. You know, neighbors like my son spends a couple hours every day while my girl tutors with uh, the neighbor's grandma, mm. who's like you know doesn't speak any English and like older like Chinese woman. He spends a, like they love each other nice. and like so it's just like you know like we're you know I feel like I'm. Some days I'm very engaged as a parent. Some days I'm very much optics. I'm in this room and I'm not engaged with the kids. And, you know, both are important to me. So saying like, uh, but they have they have a whole community. It sounds right. like so. Yeah, it's, not, it's like it's, it's not they're like not. They're, it's not like they're they're, they're not, not running, engaged. They're not running not wild. Engaged. You know, they, they have other things yeah, to exactly. engage with. Other you know, people, other other uh, other adults. Yeah, and I mean that's what you know. Me and my girl got together because we have very, you know, we more than anything we're just a great team and so that's like the most important thing with like raising kids is having mm-hmm. a, t- a team you know it's like you're trying to have a music career you need a team I got a better I've got a better team probably with uh, with raising children than I do with music <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, we were going to talk about yeah. you and Joe at some point oh that wasn't a Joe slam come on I'm, I'm, I'm playing I'm playing <laughs> actually there is a question though about you and Joe but we'll get to that yeah. what were Yo, you saying Joe, no, the, Joe's part of that team Joe Joe comes over here and like talks Uncle, to the Uncle kids. Joe. Yeah, he's Uncle Skeen. Yeah, Uncle Skeen. Yeah, he's he yeah, is a part of the child rearing team for sure. Like him, like everybody I work with. It's like, and if somebody I'm working with can't be part of that team, like subconsciously, I think they kind of fall by the wayside. To be real, mm-hmm. the people who kind of like, not only are here for the music, but are here for the whole experience. So those are the people I enjoy working with. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's another thing I liked about uh, my bad. Yeah, your process of making music to kind of go back to the first half of the episode is like uh, uh, you like the whole organic shit. It's like you don't seem like the type of dude where like, yo, email me the track. I'm gonna take care of it. You I I like, honestly <laughs> like I gotta have so, I I hate emailing beats. Part of that is I spent so much time just emailing beats to people, like, trying to, like, get my career going and get placements and, and that, and it's, like, it's just not 
conducive to anything because you you're spending you're here working beating your beating your head against the wall trying to make something for somebody to like but you can't vibe off that so now i just don't do it because i'm in a point where i'm like you know what i got part-time jobs i got a place to live my kids are okay there's not that much money in selling beats you know don't don't get fooled into thinking you're gonna make a lot of money selling beats from the jump so i'm like you know what i'm not gonna sell beats i just basically don't do it every once in a while people come to me and i do that but for the most part i'm just like okay just for the record what's the number saying if you want to be from optics i'm <laughs> sure um if you just want a beat i, I don't know you said a thousand <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's a, a, a good. We'd like to do a Medcab theme song. At some that's point a good. Where we're all get a verse, that's a good. Included. That's a good number. That that will not cost you a thousand. <laughs> they do. Got the bug, and that's the friendship price. A thousand. Got the bug. Got the bug. Yeah, I pretty much only do share the friendship price because people hit me up online wanting to buy beats, and I'm just like, you know what? Nah. I'm like, I don't sell beats, and you know, there's a couple people that have bought beats with me in the past couple years. They know what they paid, and it was. You on I, YouTube yo, like I'm gonna be. I've had people offer me money, and I've told them to pay me less than they offered me. Because what what's that? What's work, the, what's the difference of a couple hundred dollars? Like you work on a publishing deal though, or no? Yeah, I get my oh, share as long as that's yeah, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. yeah, like that that upfront beat money isn't paying any rent. Yeah, like so I'm kind of like for for people who come to me looking for what I do. Yes, you need to pay me. But also, I know, I just put out an album with Joe. I know how these streaming royalties look. You know, how can I expect some, I, realistically, it's not worth it to pay me $1,000 for a beat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's worth it for my expertise, but for the money you're going to make from it, it's not worth it. Exactly. So how can, I ex- how can I expect somebody to pay me that, even if I've spent all these years perfecting my craft? You're not going to make that money back unless you have a certain, you know, if like you have a machine going where you know you can make that money back. You know, it's like I'm, you know, then it makes sense. You you pay for what you know you can get a return on. Yo, can you work with anybody or is it like a... That's that could the be thunder, baby. We got thunder happening. She's about to go real up in That's this bitch. That's a flat question. Ask, yeah. ask it. Yeah. yeah, right? Are you the type of dude that can just work with anybody? Or like, yeah. Or, 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 or is it a type of situation you do your best work where you know the person, you vibe with them, you have that? I can work with anybody because I think... Yo, so... So there's there's technical aspects, but the, the most important thing if you want to be a producer is not like you need to be the most outgoing person in the world... You don't have to be the life of the party, but your people skills. You need to be able to read the room. Yeah. You need to be able to catch a vibe off people. Yeah. And you know, so like, and that's more. That's really hip hop production as well. I'm saying because you know we're usually making the beat. Whereas you know, don't forget about being a producer because a lot of people that make beats are not producers. So it's like you know, I make the beats and I'm a producer in every sense of the word. Anybody that comes through this door, that comes into my house to make music, we're gonna turn out something that is a moment in time from that day that could not be replicated you know and that's what it's about this is one of the best things I've learned is like music is moments if it's not a moment if you're sending a beat that you make in the email somebody gets it 
you might get really lucky and they the artist creates a moment out of that if you catch them at the right time mm -hmm. but the best way to manufacture a moment is you come in and you well, that's why I like I cook food yeah you come here there's gonna be a meal catch a vibe. there's gonna be something to drink there's gonna there, you know, it's not just—it's not—it's not just making the music because by itself that doesn't always. Come. No, it's it's relational. It sounds like yeah, and that's when the best music comes. Now, like, I think you're right because I remember the time I came over here and did some vocals, saying the vocals came out really good, but like uh, the whole thing, the whole thing just wasn't cohesive. You know what I'm saying? And I like I listened to that shit. It was a coup d'état, I think we did over here. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. came over here with the pitch yeah. black track. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just, I remember when you sent me the vocals, it's like, oh my God, it's just it's something, it's something that didn't feel right, you know, but like that cohesiveness, it wasn't you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it was just like something about creating the whole cake all at once, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know? no, they're like, coming, well, and it's like at that point, I was coming already, with the right people. I was very set already in like my, like, my process. So, you know, I think what you were playing some some bass on some things when I was recording yeah. with you in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't like I had no investment in this in this music. It was something that you brought that was already yeah. done, ready for yeah. you to record. So I'm recording you, but it's like there's none of my energy was in that. Yeah. I'm exactly. just sitting recording. That's I'm being exactly an engineer. What it was. And that's that's a job that's because you record we need engineers. You recorded but, me. <laughs> you recorded and you looked at me. You're like, all right, you good? <laughs> I was like, and like, and, and like, I heard the shit back, and like, I'm like, damn, it shit's mad clean, you know. But it's just like, I need like the rest of it. I need everybody there so we can all vibe yeah. together and really make it what it was supposed to be, you know. And like, uh, yeah, that did it. Well, and it makes yeah. it what you're saying actually like, if I may. Oh, like please. Chris, Chris really cares about like the right combination of like people, like for these episodes even. Like we're, you're always talking about like, you know, like if we don't, if we I have like so. a, like if yeah, like right, like so like usually we have like TJ is one of the hosts and he can't, oh, he couldn't do the today and yo, the I was last literally one. Literally just mastering a track for me and Joe's uh, project that TJ played a trombone line on. Too. Oh, like, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Ah. Oh, shit. Pulled it out from the but back. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy, too. And that's a dynamic that we're, because we spend time, right? Like, they, they've known each other for a number of years. We've spent a lot of time, like, the three of us through various things. So it's like to, to get a guest host, like, we need to, like, figure out. The vibe. Like, yeah. the vibe, right? So, like, for last episode, we had Josh. Uh, made sense both because he's a dad and because Chris has like a, a personal connection as well and obviously Donovan same thing Chanel was supposed to be on here but she's working today uh, Chanel is obviously that's, another yo, person who is both now the, a the parent track I want and you to somebody play bass that on? you have Chanel played have keys and sang background vocals on. I was her on that yeah, yeah. Oh, shit All right. she killed it oh yeah she always so it has a she's, lot yeah, yeah it has a lot to do with relationship and like chemistry and all these sense like obviously there's some like you know, ideas okay. about for me like it's interesting like I'm I uh I come into this this position here like working with the podcast like from like most of my like I am that person that works a nine to five it's not just for like a bill thing like it is a career oh yeah but it's also a bureaucracy so I'm not like necessarily I'm a therapist and uh, at a she's the only real therapist on this podcast what <laughs> the only real one <laughs> you can look me up on the office of professions I got a I got a license number and all that but uh yeah like so I love what I do um but it's definitely a bureaucratic environment um and and but anyway the point is that uh 
yeah, there it's it is it's certainly that bureaucratic environment where it's I'm not so much trying to come up with a product, but I do feel a lot of limits in a lot of different ways. Um, and here is sort of more of an outlet where I get to like kind of practice that creative side of me, right? Um, and and in that setting, like in like what I've noticed is that like in like a more of an art setting, more of a creative setting, you get to you get to have more choice in terms of like who you're working with, mm-hmm. who you work well with. And that's like you very think about that's, it's huge. It, that's well, it's why huge I in keep terms. Jobs, it's so huge in terms of it's huge in terms of two things. One, uh, comfort, like and and liking what you're doing, feeling good, like in terms of like your mental health, your happiness, mm-hmm. like who you're around, choosing that, right? Like uh, and then also. Um, in terms of quality, like if you feel good, if you know, uh, the person that you're working with, you know what their strengths are, you can play and it's, there's, there's a collaboration that can occur that, that has no sort of boundaries. It doesn't have any sort of bureaucratic boundaries. The benefits might be less in terms of you're not going to get health insurance from this. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like at my job, I am getting that, but in terms of like the, the, uh, quality that I get out of it for, for me personally, it's, it's a little less because, um, I'm not feeling, I feel like there's a lot of times where I'm like doing something for something, somebody else. And I'm not even talking about clients in that sense. I'm, cause obviously I have a lot of, I'm a therapist, I have a lot of clients. I'm talking about in terms of like, uh, coworkers or administrators. Like I'm, I'm, uh, you're like part of a, a practice. I'm, I work at a public hospital, so yeah, okay, so it's yeah, like bureaucratic in like a very clear sense, yeah, and yeah. and I have a lot of mixed feelings about that. Some of that is very good. I think it's very important to be a, you know, a part of something that's free for the community. But it's different in terms of a work experience, is what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't feel like I feel like there's a lot of times that I have to like kind of eat and either like help people through something or like sort of sit around for something that I wouldn't want to deal with. Whereas like in an art world, you can kind of skip around that. Yeah. Like, for me, in this situation, <clears throat> like... Was that a question? No. Was, it was a reflection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I hope that wasn't a question. Was like, my yeah, response yeah. was like... He was like, yeah. No, no, I had no, yeah, I had no question there. That was just a reflection. Yeah. For me, in this situation, <laughs> more recently, I just kind of like... I, I mean, my cousin, you met my cousin. We've been talking about, you know, gifts and blessings. And we don't recognize them as gifts and blessings. And everything that initially you, you would scoff at and be like, that's not me. You know, why not put your best foot forward, your best self, and spin it towards you? <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and you're so much of, this is who I am, this is what I'm about. You say no initially, and you just turn the cheek and go in a direction. And, um... It just so happened when I made up my mind to just kind of like not be that way and just kind of like let things happen and put my best foot forward and see what happens. Yeah. Chris hit me up and it was like, can you be the guest today? And I was just like, you know what? Yeah. No, that well, no, there's, there's a wait. Christian prayer yeah. about that. Yeah. I'm not the, a Christian, the, the, but I love the, the, the serenity. The, the, the reason I, <laughs> I, I asked you to come Please as a guest host. Because I knew you was a father, used to be big on your art and shit, and like I saw how like the child affected you. It was like, yo, I gotta get money now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and like uh, you let the arts go, and like the same thing with a couple of my homies. You know what I'm saying? We all, I only fuck with art. I, I don't only fuck with artists, but I mainly fuck with artists. I seen when their kids come. Some people say, I gotta do this job now. I mean, that's it's one of the best tests, like. Of your love for the craft or yeah. what? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I didn't let but it go. I didn't let it go. 
I know he loved the craft, though. I wasn't trying to disrespect him. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't any shot, but, like, you know, like I said, this isn't a shot anybody either, but we got somebody was supposed to come by to record yesterday, and they got caught up doing other things, didn't make it over. And it's like, I know the one thing about me, you know, I I love to drink, I love to party. There is nothing in this world stop that will co- stop me from being at a session. Nice. That, whether it's paid or not, if I'm setting up a session, I'm excited. Exactly. There is nothing that will be more exciting to me or keep me from doing that. Yeah. And so it's like, if there is something that can keep you from that, you know, it's a scenario I'm talking about. Person yesterday. Somebody, but, you know, somebody you know, can't. That's the, and not. It's not her. Like, but could a there lot be a people. reason that that has to do with your kids, potentially? Yeah, yeah, that can pop up, and that the couple times something like that's popped up, it's been it's been like small music stuff and big family stuff, and it still felt soul crushing to me. Yeah, but it's it's been okay. But like, well, like for instance, so like when Gio's first birthday, mm-hmm. I did sound set in Minneapolis. Um, they have like a producer stage, so I went and did that. But it's on, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's Joe's birthday every year, so it's like I'm like, damn, like once he's old enough to remember, I'm never gonna get to go to this festival again. Yeah. And you know, it's like, well, guess I'm not doing it. You know, <laughs> like it was cool well, the year I did it for maybe a couple of years though, because will that always? Well, be? Yeah, I mean, true, my, true, my birthday often falls on Thanksgiving or around it, right? Like, and. But many yeah, times on every seven so years is huh? What? We don't celebrate that here, so we're Thanksgiving. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, my, in, my, in my family, <laughs> I take that day off. Well, that's that's cool. That's cool either. that you're gonna yeah. be there for my my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Come but, out birthday uh, party here. We're making pizzas. <laughs> that's great. But in, in my in my family, that's a thing. I and I mean, that. there's a lot of there's a lot of history. Like if 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 that's the reason where like you know certainly. I'm personally critical of and some people in my family it's a very liberal family but it is a time that my family has always gotten together yeah. and uh, I mean it's what happens you know like I'm an adult I have to realize I mean this past year was my 30th birthday it was the day after Thanksgiving I think this year so it was it was one of those things where it was like I knew I wasn't gonna like do that much for it but you plan around it but now I'm, I'm an adult I like he'll be an adult at some point Huh? You should have demanded all the leftovers. No, I no, I go no, but when it's on th- it was think on Thanksgiving two years ago, I'm gonna spend that day with my family, but I'm yeah. not gonna celebrate the birthday that day, you know? It's so like potentially he'll get to an age where that, that happens too, right? Like, yeah, like no, that's, that's true. we might of course. you know, dad has this thing, but like I mean, we're gonna celebrate to an age around it. Maybe it's not it, on actually it's an all ages. That event. too. Yeah, yeah um, Burning Man they have a kid's room. He might not have been able to go to that <laughs> after party. Yeah, I always got shut out. He really has got to bring Burning Man to everything. You got to meet Steve. I don't know if you know I've never been to Burning Man. Chris no. is a Burner you, now you, as you of going, one year. You going this, this, is uh, this year I, again? I, yeah, I'm going back to 2019. I don't actually love music festivals. It, Me neither. Yeah. Parades are the worst, actually. Like, when I, so I played Sean Set, <laughs> but I left like, right music, in the middle of it. I was so happy for me and my friends to go just like get dinner and like talk. And then the, some of us who wanted to go out went to like the after party. That was a lot of fun. Mm. That was more my scene. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
the actual festival out in the mud with a bunch of teenagers who are excited to like it's just a lot of people don't know how to walk fast and like in a way that I can go around them that's mostly yeah, my nah. thing I'm mobile in this is in Minnesota <laughs> you know how slow they walk in Minnesota I'm sure it's really fucking slow I'm not interested to find out yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what I am Minnesota. happy about though I was just watching this video with Joe because we always watch like performance videos there's like certain, there's always moments that are like special with live performances ASAP Ferg in the like side tent at Soundset the year 2013 the year that I did it like I I only knew him off the song on Rocky's first album and I mm -hmm. thought he was trash mm -hmm. and he got on that stage and yo he had the set of the day work is came he the on. one who does who does that song that came out last year that I love put it in work no, plain no, Jane. Put him in the dirt. Plain Jane. Yeah, that's level. But yeah, no. No, Plain yeah, Jane that, is yeah. the catchy one. But yeah, oh. Ferg, he, he went from me thinking he was one. Anybody who wants to, to say, I'll um, do a lot, just has a bar in the I became a fan in like five seconds of that's seeing him perform live. I was yeah, just like, yeah, oh know. my God, it's New York and Minnesota yeah. all of a sudden, and it was amazing. And it's like, like that. I was glad I caught that. Like a performance or a music video can really change my whole perspective of how I feel about you. Like, I watch a lot of videos. I like videos, nah, but I like or interviews, because mm -hmm. I never liked Juice World. <laughs> I heard an interview of his. He's a real ass, calm ass dude, man. Like, yeah. a Yo, I feel like a lot of these these he's artists a, give better interviews than they make songs though because they get media trained. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I don't think they get media training before they get. Media I don't think training. he's media trained. I think he's a regular <laughs> like dude. Like that man. kid that that shared down the. But you the don't dude know. That got I guess I don't know. But whatever, yeah. not, that, not to I not thought, to I, I not to dismiss that. your Juice World statement, because I haven't seen it. Chris is very into the PR. Nah, nah, because Juice World, because I heard that shit. My little I mean, brother, that's important, though, my little brother was singing that shit. It was like like an emo version. Yo, at this point, emo version of hip hop, I, and I was ready. I feel for like at this point in my career, I'm ready to get more interviews. Like, dang, like, I'm. You know, like, yeah. like we, there was a point where I could have gotten real interesting in this one, and I was like, nah, not yet. So get interesting, yo. We we this is a Father's Day special. Yeah, we don't want any smoke. One one question I have that's like kind of random, but just because I'm looking at the sticker. So, Bliss the Ambassador. Yeah. Uh, that's my like that. This is actually, so, this is fun. This is fun because one, we weren't even like. We were thinking about him because you replied to the email saying you were just working on his uh, for a movie. Yeah, his, and uh, his my film. sister was in a music video of his. Like I think the first year that I moved and here, and then Sydney like, Driver, ten years ago. Like and she's then in this, oh yes, yeah, and then Sydney yeah. Driver, and I'm just like looking at the sticker, remembering why I thought that video was so dope, and like my sister is like barely in it. You have to, we could pull it up. Yeah. We were watching it the other night. I forgot what the song is called. Kate Meisner. Yeah, you can't be giving full government names on the freaking podcast. That is the name that she goes by on Instagram because that was not worried about that. But uh, she's she's really in the background of it. But the point is that I remember when she did it, that visual of like the uh, the the, uh, the boombox boom on the head. Okay, so it's breathe. Yes, that's the video yeah. she's in. I'm exactly. in the video too. You're also in that video. Shit. Yeah. You don't yeah. remember meeting her on that day. Okay. You're nah, like, it's, I, like on, I it's like on the corner. There was somebody else in the video I had a little crush on, so I spent a lot of attention on him. Mm. Okay, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't my sister. <laughs> no, that's okay. There must have been another nah, keeper. But it's a, but, the, but the people in the background of that video are really <laughs> so, like so disappointing. It's the video. It's a. Uh, it's like just on a street corner. Yeah. Right. There's not that. So many when people. they're playing, when the band's playing on street yeah, yeah. corner, I walk up behind them. Okay. And then I actually left a little early because I was tired, and I probably should have stuck around for the whole thing. But I didn't. 
But yeah, I produced this, that song. Yeah, she's just like on the corner dancing with somebody. That was when I first moved out here. So yeah, okay. I, I, I was remember. Who that was she like was. that was like two thousand nine. Yeah, it was eight. literally it might have been eight nine. Like I feel well, if it was when I we, I we moved made the here song two thousand seven. I think the video was two thousand nine. I was I moved here in two thousand nine, and I feel like I we lived together at the time. I feel like I remember I either remember her being like this just premiered or maybe yeah, it was like spring like two thousand nine. And then it came out very soon after. Okay, so maybe it was right before I moved here then, and it might have been that like I just yeah. remember her showing it to me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. that visual of him with the with the boombox suicide is yeah. just dope. Sid's in the video too. At least the vibe I get from you is very humble, you know, and like uh, like uh, how do you perceive yourself as a musician? Because me as an artist, I'm always uh, questioning how good I am. Yeah. And I remember working with Farrell much. He was like, "Yo, how did that sound?" He was even like questioning. Wait, yo, Fairmunch. He's the greatest. Yeah, he's one he's, of the greatest. He's amazing. As far as lyricists, is one and of also them. just oh, yeah. as a Sam. person, like Ooh, like he's he's kind of a there's he, rappers out there, but his he, lyricists. He's definitely like a super super introverted weird guy, but he's a that's a great dude. He's like, a lyricist, but a great. Yeah. He's a very attractive. Like man, a like a villain in the western flick. She said it was well hung. I never forget that shit. Yeah. So Fairmunch, one of my yo. favorite one of yeah. my favorite MCs of all time. He's also the first. The first one of my idols that ever hit me back on an email when I sent him beats. I was supposed to produce some joints for him in 2009. Shit. Nice. His homie, Rock Rado, passed away. And literally, that was like the weekend we were supposed to get up. And it just kind of fizzled out from there. I'm terrible at follow-up. And it just never happened. I still see him. I saw him at Homeboy Sandman at Edon's show. And like, it's still, what up? I love that about him. Damn. I love his music. You seem very humble. <laughs> at least I'm saying, and, but like I don't know. It appears saying. that way because people think I'm humble, yeah. but I be looking in the mirror like yo, nigga, I'm that shit. You know yeah, well, it's both. Yeah, yeah. It's both though. I think I'm. I make my favorite music. I think it's good, but I also am slowly trying to prove myself. Like yo, so I got my homie. Uh, my homie Cap Callis is coming tomorrow, and so we already got an album pretty much done. But we're, he's coming and he's bringing a singer with him, uh, Leah Mack, and we're gonna we're gonna work on finishing the album and then maybe we'll do some more stuff like whatever. But every time somebody's coming to work, I get nervous. I'm like, oh damn, I gotta come with it. I gotta I gotta prove the last question. I gotta prove that I am yeah that I'm nice. Well, that's what makes him dope still, cause like he's somebody who he's maintained a level of excellence through his career, and you know it's like I, I can only strive to do something like that, and that comes from that. You, even if you think you're great. Still you gotta you gotta question it a little bit to like keep yourself on your toes. That's a thing that comes up a lot though, this idea of the hero's journey, like when we we were doing these episodes and uh so one idea we had with you I I'm not familiar with your work across the years, but Chris mm -hmm. is saying uh he sees it as pretty consistently good. And then this idea of but you're relatively humble in terms of looking at like, okay, so what can I do better, what can I do differently? And so a hero's journey would be like somebody who's looking constantly at the whole trajectory as a journey. I'm always improving, I'm always learning, I'm always yeah. I'm always coming to a spot and finding... I take it as a student. I'm a student. Yeah, yeah. Game. Really Almost. ever going to be a point where I'm going to make it. So how does that influence the work that you do and then also your approach to parenting? Like, are there parallels between those two things? Huh. And which came first? Like, did you learn that sort of approach through the music first and then apply it to your parenting or vice versa? I definitely feel that through music, just through choices that I make in life, I've managed to keep 
my musical output pretty pure as far as my like intention with it. I'm creating to try to inspire and better myself and create art. There are exceptions to that. You know, there's times where I think I've strayed from that a little bit and then I've, it's felt bad. Like it's given me anxiety and I've, I haven't felt right about it and I've come back. And I think that's just the nature of the world that we're in. It's easy to get distracted by like a shiny opportunity over here or over here, you know, that might distract you from what is really important. And as a parent, does that relate? I don't know. I feel like it's funny. Like, I think I am a very good parent, but I think it's also because I don't think about it a lot. Just me being lucky that I have a partner who's a great parent as well, who I completely trust. You keep on saying partner, like not wife, not girlfriend. What is this? I mean, she's my girlfriend. <laughs> that's, huh? that's, that's we're not married. We got we got a joint bank account. We got two kids. We live together, but we're not married. Cause, How come? Cause, that's a partner. Cause, like, because it's, 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 I don't cause, care. Because it's, it's 2020. That's the new thing. We just. I'm not on the traditional yeah, shit yeah, either. We are extremely non traditional in that shit. Because we call each other boyfriend and girlfriend, but I've been kind of consciously saying partner because she's like more of a partner than a girlfriend. Yeah, like a, a girlfriend is somebody that you're like, that's like the person that you have some sort of intimate relationship with. A partner is somebody you share a life with. Like yeah. that's your team player in terms of your yeah, life. Yeah, I'd say our partnership is first and foremost before our uh just romance surface yeah we're both busy like she's more focused on like education activism i'm more focused on music when i was establishing myself here like i would hear more like uh you know my first boyfriend girlfriend husband wife but then as time progressed i would hear among like uh gay new york partner then when they went to toronto and spent more time there Boyfriend girlfriends was called themselves in a more progressive, like, more progressive state. Like this, that's like my partner. partner. Right, partner. And right. Well, well, that's part yeah. of it too. Because there's it, a lot of reasons. I mean, if you're going to break that, down you know? the the verbiage of it, like saying partner too is also to take away that takes away any like gender norm to it. If I if I'm just talking to somebody and I say partner, they don't know who I'm talking about. If I say partner, somebody thinks I'm talking to a dude I'm, about a dude. I'm not going to be offended that's kind of the idea of it too is that like yo who the fuck cares what who your partner is you know yeah sorry to get too like too personal what's that loyalty like though Hmm? Uh, in the partner partner situation i mean we're we're committed so that i don't think either of us waver in that commitment to be honest it's a different terminology i don't need a legal term or a religious term to be committed like the way that i hear partner versus girlfriend like i hear like a heightened level of respect for right. the person that you're with right which is funny because we usually do say boyfriend and girlfriend but which is <laughs> well, no but th- and that's not necessarily yeah. a problem but yeah. when you're talking about it in the podcast you're you're also using the term partner more right like so the like girl, yeah. i think might, because there's because we're recording i am saying partner more but that shows that you're having like consciousness wanna, that yeah, like uh denote, you're trying to you're you're, so you're presenting the, girl, the relationship for, in a certain i'm looking for a partner i ain't looking for like a girlfriend yeah you're looking for shit i'm looking well, yeah. Okay. Anyway, if I am to look for something, I'm looking for a girl to team up with me, so we can fucking get rebounds together. She dishing out. She dishing out to me. Saying I scored a basket. You know what I'm saying? Or I dishing out to her. She scored a basket. I'm saying that's what I'm looking for. Like, not a rose talker. We got to end. Chris Hunt. No, wait. No, we don't have to end. We have two things we got to talk about. One. Is that I just wanted to tell this story. 
Okay. It's not something I've talked about. The mm-hmm. most recent wedding I went to is my friend Charlie. He's with a woman that he was friends with many, many years. They had a kid together. They were living together. Like, for the longest time, I was like, that's, you know, they're, they're, this is wifey, Leah. I guess they, like, got engaged, finally. Like, for years, he was like, why do I need marriage? I don't need marriage. And, uh... And I guess he was dropping fiance with me for a while. I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. And then eventually I noticed because he, like, he started, like, saying, like, fiance. Like, making it, like, goofy so that I would notice. And then I I was like, well, what made you decide it? Like, you have a kid that's almost two years old. Like, you're living together for years. Like, you always said, like, this shit's not important. He was just like, it was time. And the thing is, at the end of the day, like, there are some reasons for it. Like, legal reasons, right? You You get certain sort of benefits. Um, but the idea was the thing it's not important the commitment was there mm-hmm. they lived together they had a kid together the commitment was there eventually mm-hmm. you put some legality on it because you get benefits with that but that wasn't yeah. the thing in terms of defining the relationship in terms of bringing it to the world they didn't need that so yeah so is that yeah. is that like a thing for you like do you we'll, think that maybe, maybe you'll ever make it official? we should we should probably put right some legality now? on it once we get old enough that we could end up in the hospital you know, I got two side jobs. I don't make that much money, so my taxes are my tax refund's great whether we're married or not. So it's it's whatever. Because like I don't even see myself getting married right now at the moment. You know, so I think the times are different right now. I don't think I need to do. I don't think I need to eat fucking turkey on Thanksgiving. I think I can fucking just eat some salmon. And some yeah. chicken. I put that salmon on a pesto pizza. And, and like, and like, and everybody thinks. Yeah, it's like, yo, I piss, I piss off everybody. Oh, we don't, yeah. we don't yeah. do Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. I don't put cheese on my pizza. Like, where? Right, but let's not even know that it, vegetables. You think you're supposed to get married yeah, and have vegetables kids? Vegetables is normal and good. For yeah, you should eat vegetables. Oh yeah, I mean, hashtag. Hashtag. What's the camera? Meatloaf. We have one more question. Meatloaf. Okay. This like this is a very deep personal question. I could have told you guys there's gonna be a lot of tangents here. Yeah, yeah. No. you could have told us. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. We go on tangents. This is the medical cabinet podcast of tangents. All right, question number five on something. All right. Five out of eighteen. We got. To we brought up mutual scheme a couple times. I don't think at any point we ever talked about Charles and and what his relationship is like to you. Uh, obviously make some work together but one thing that I've always noticed is that uh, you guys have these anxiety talks like one of my first conversations mm-hmm. ever we ended up talking about mental health and we connected over that um, that's something that easily I get into a lot based on what I do uh, but there's this vulnerability for him uh, in general that I've always noticed and he he talked about he does this with you that he has these check-ins and I'm wondering about that in terms of how does that affect your art? And then also, is that something that you've taken and applied to your family? Uh, both in terms of, like, huh. your partner and then in terms of your children. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like Charles or Joe and, like, my girl Rebecca, like, both mentioned this a lot. I have very little emotional baggage from my childhood. And it makes me a great sounding board for people to do. Honestly, I but think you mean you don't have no emotional baggage? You don't. I I don't have. Let a, it all like, go. Maybe from my no no no. I don't from my parents. Like maybe from like childhood a little bit, but like I don't. I don't have a lot. Like I feel like more of my my baggage comes from listening to other people's baggage at this point. I feel like I attract people who have a lot of trauma around them because of that, and that's that's okay because we usually make a good team with friendship, relationships, whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm good at just 
kind of nod my head and you know keep somebody from jumping out the window. And I was How like, did the know, anxiety so. talks work? Anxiety, talk, I don't know. Like Joe, tell me what's going through his head, and I'll be like, "Yep," or I'll be like, "Nope." And that's about. That's really. It's not. Do, it's do not you too much ever need there. that? Do you ever need that? I, I do. I do need that. I don't know that I really have it. I think you mentioned Joe's vulnerability. Like I really love working with him because of that vulnerability, and I feel oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like especially this new album that that we've got that like we didn't even plan to make. Like I think he made a big Facebook post about how he was just like going through shit, wasn't going to put out any music. And then, but we've been recording and we kind of just been making songs that were like all a little sad, but also a little hopeful and like it turned into a project. And I kind of just, you know, me putting my producer hat on, I'm at work just flipping through my Dropbox, listening to the joints. I'm like, yo, we, we got something here. This is something di- very different from Beams. Yeah, it's like, I'm not, crazy. first this off. This is what's coming to come. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is to come, and uh, we don't have a release date because we're we, we planned everything out with Beams, and we're not planning anything with it. I'm not putting my name on it. It's not going to be me and Joe Scheme and Optics because I'm producing all of it. Business-wise, we're splitting it the same as Beams, but it's uh, this is a Joe album. This is very personal. You know, I think it's just like another step towards him being a great artist for people. You know, it's funny we reference social media so much, but like I made a instagram post a couple weeks ago i think with a picture of me and joe and he's smiling all big and goofy and i'm like mean mugging in the background and it's silly to me i've worked with a lot of talented artists i've worked with legendary artists i've worked with people who are exceptionally talented and there's something about joe that's very special he's not the best rapper i've worked with He's just an exceptional person. I think he has something to offer. I think his voice and then like well, his he has his voice is, his voice is amazing. He he might yeah. he he might have one of the best voices I've ever yeah. worked with. Like, but also just like he'll come in here and he just wants to rap and have bars and like, and then it always ends up being something super heartfelt. Like he'll almost be let down that it's so deep and real. But I'm like, yo, that's what's. Like, There's a big yeah. Joe to DMX parallel in some ways mm-hmm. but just like yeah as far as their like passion yeah the, the like passion the, 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 the emotionality of it and that's something that's like missing. i'm saying i'm saying that like when i say vulnerability like that could that could easily sound like i'm saying like he's weak that's not what i mean i mean yeah. like in terms of like uh yo vulnerabilities like, strength because you're such no. a blank slate as far as like you know your brain and stuff do you sometimes kind of intentionally try to pull sorry try to pull that from artists you know like or you wouldn't say intentionally mm. trying to do it organically? No, I don't feel like I, I need to. I feel like I put a lot of emotion into my music. Like, if something bothers me, it goes into music. And yeah. so, like, that'll pull it out of them. But in New York, you find, like, a New York individual is not... Those aren't like the people fourth, I work with. And not forthcoming kind of, like, you're, you know, you're correct, but yeah. those aren't the people I work with. Like, like, like if you, you're somebody who's you're hiding who you are, yeah, you're probably not going to click with me. Okay. You're dropping shit the other day. I don't know mm-hmm. who the artist was. Yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, so if it was girl, it was a non-binary joint with her and yeah. Angel Davenport and uh, yeah, Sophia and like and, and like I was just like he's out here doing that shit for real, for real. I work with you here and there. I know your catalog. I know your resume. Five, six years at least. And so you still doing it and saying like, yeah, I respect. Yeah. I was one of the kids and like uh, you out there doing it. Like what what advice would you have? to give any artist, whether they be a painter, whether they be a musician, whether it be literature, huh. photography, yeah. like, 
like as a father, or maybe it doesn't have that connect with art. But like, what do you have? No, I think it is important to connect with the art. Right, that's what I felt too. So you're, if you're an artist, art is a big part of you. Yes. So you don't want to give that up for your kid. Never. People are really into talking about what they give up for their kids and what they do for their kids, but nobody talks about what what they still do for themselves. And if you're not doing for yourself, you can't do these. How? Yeah. How are you going to support your kid at doing at them being? What are you showing your kids? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, so like, yo, I, I wanna, no, I mean, yeah, if, you're, if you're gonna give it up, I was gonna, gonna be little like, yourself. yeah, I'm like, I don't, we don't hide anything from my kids. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna give up who I am. You know, my kids, they want bedtime songs, which, you know, it's funny, we were getting all set up. I didn't do bedtime songs tonight, which I always do. Do you have specific songs yes. for the kids? Yes. Okay. So I sing Giovanni, like a like dad version of Bombs Over Baghdad. <laughs> But you can catch it because it's in the baby monitor when I do All it. So right, come right. hang out another night. You'll get me. Okay. But uh, and then Isaiah likes take me out to the ball game. And then now our roommate Melissa's kid Nathaniel wants bedtime songs too. So <laughs> he gets uh, AT Aliens, but okay. it's not like yeah. it's throw your hands in the air and then I make it based on whatever happened that day. So it's like it's different every day. And then my son Ryan. Like so, uh, Outcast. Ele- Outcast songs really work well for this. Ele- <laughs> elevators, me and you. Okay. But then I'll make it about his brothers, or I'll make it about something else. Yeah. yeah. I, I love this ad living on. You, you you get any advice for the fathers out there? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Lindsay. No, I'm not saying. Um, I'm you know, just you my peoples. You want don't. Best yo, don't try to. You know, like like about little shit. You know, like bedtimes, eating all your dinner. Like oh, I can maybe sorry. be a little bit of a drill sergeant, but you know, don't tr- control your kids. Let them be who they are. Show your kids that you enjoy being who you are, and you know, send them out to the world to be a good, self-aware, secure person. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that was optics. And that was a little bit, uh, we had a little bit of rain going on, but it's okay. You know, sun will come another day. But yeah, uh, optics is great. I really like his parenting uh, methods. He really is focused on his children being good people. You know, a lot of people want their kids to be like these child superstars or the smartest or the richest kids, you know. And all those things are important as well, too, you know. But he's really focused on his kids being healthy, good people. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a, a, incredible how he is still able to do his art and it doesn't really slow him down at all. He has a community going on, which helps, but it's a blessing. And I really do appreciate the thing he said about uh, having a partner, you know, because that's, that's a, it seems like better than a wife, to be honest to me, but that's just my take on it. But yeah, you can find Optics at This Is Optics on IG, and that's Optics with a K, O-P-T-I-K-S. And you can follow us at iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, at the Medicine Cabinet Podcast, and we're also on IG at the MedCab Pod. And you can also also find us on Facebook. Yeah, uh, the featured artist that we chose is a young upcoming rapper by the name of Psalm One. And uh, Optics was the one that put me on to her. He actually worked on some of this uh, this last album. And the track that we chose from the last album is Not Too Famous. Yeah, and you can find that album on uh, Bandcamp. Psalm One is her name. Dope, 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 dope artist. And honestly, all the beats on this album, you know, I really do mess with. And like, she got some bars too, you know, so don't sleep. Yeah, so check it out. Let me know what you think and make sure you follow her too and buy that album on Bandcamp. But uh, yeah, see you next time.
Make care, pod. We out here. I don't even care no more. Y'all all canceled. I'm canceled. You canceled. Everybody lying. It don't even matter no more. Yeah, I like your highlight reel. Fucking liars. <laughs> uh. Hop in the web. Dollars and rent. Cop you a trip. It don't gotta make sense. All of my life they say hit you a lick. I do it all. I'm a ball on a bitch. Hitting these trips. Hitting these trips. I ain't too famous. I'm out for the chips. Rent me a stage. Get me a tour. But I need more. I might pop up on lift. Hop in the web. Dollars and rent. Cop you a trip. It don't gotta make sense. All of my life they say hit you a lick. I do it all. I'm a ball on a bitch. Hitting these trips. Hitting these trips. I ain't too famous. I'm out for the cheese. Teach a few classes. Money grab. But I need more, I might hop on your beat Eat. Hell yeah, I'm a hustler Hell nine, bitch So I'm getting up dumb early Navigating these trips They gon' hate and they gon' talk about you But it really don't matter Cause you got it in cash credit And you got it in the mattress Niggas lying on they pockets Niggas dying in the comments Niggas can't afford they image Broken shit, but we the biggest. Uh, shout out to my bros, diggity gigging, putting on for the extra incentive, hustling into that bag reach. Cause starving all uh, ain't it cheap. Hop in the whip, dollars and rent. Cop you a trip, it don't gotta make sense. All of my life they say hit you a lick. I do it all, I'm a ball on a bitch. Hitting these trips, hitting these trips. I ain't too famous, I'm out for the chips. Rip me a stage, get me a tour, but I need more. I might pop up on lift. Hop in the whip, dollars and rent. Cop you a trip, it don't gotta make sense. All of my life they say hit you a leg I do it all I'm a ball on the bitch hitting these trips hitting these trips I ain't too famous I'm out for the cheese teach a few classes money grabbing but I need more I might hop on your beat eat how many likes do I get on the matrix how many mics do I rip on the daily I just got tired of hating pick myself up and got back to the basics I just got tired of waiting plus I need money to fund the flames I couldn't run away so I just fell back and begun to pray needed a whip so you Ubered it, watch how you freak the maneuvers Economy got you cuter, making plans for the future Hell yeah, I be tripping, damn it, I need a vacation Credit score hit 720, bitch, we celebrate in the whip, dollars and rent, cop you a trip It don't gotta make sense, all of my life they say hit you a lick I do it all, I'm a ball on a bitch, hitting these trips, hitting these trips I ain't too famous, I'm out for the chips Rip me a stage, get me a tour, but I need more I might pop up on lift Hop in the whip, dollars and rent Cop you a trip, it don't gotta make sense All of my life they say hit you a leg I do it all, I'm a ball on the bitch Hitting these trips, hitting these trips I ain't too famous, I'm out for the cheese Teach a few classes, money grabbing But I need more, I might hop on your beat Eat That's Psalm 1, and the name of the album is Flight of the Wig. Same with, check out that track, Ain't Too Famous.